You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. You're listening to NBC Sports Radio. Sports Radio. Weekends. This is the Two Robbies Football Show. Your number one source for Premier League football on NBC Sports Radio. Now, your hosts, Robbie Musto and Robbie Earl. Robbie Earl. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies Football Show here on NBC Sports Radio with me, Robbie Musto, and him, Robbie Earl, with our first show of the new season, the Premier League. Now, last weekend, of course, Rob, we're in the UK covering mm. that opening Premier League weekend. Great to be there in the stadiums. Great to be there interviewing managers mm. and playing players. But it's nice to be back in the US and covering this first weekend and, mm. and what a weekend it's going to be. Now, we'll preview the Manchester games uh, coming up tomorrow. City uh, host Huddersfield and Brighton host Manchester United. But let's start with today, Saturday, Rob. Mm. Some big matches. Yeah. And none bigger than, of course, the London derby today. Chelsea beat Arsenal 3-2. Mm. And reaction to this game, I'm sure, will be very varied. Yep. Some positive, yep. some negative. Mm -hmm. Let's start. Let's take our time on this, Rob. Let's start yep. with Chelsea. Correct. What's your take so far on this? Well, both teams, Rob, today, and, and I know we're going to start on Chelsea, both teams today can take things away positive. Both teams, I think, will know there's still work to be done on the training field and in the video room. But from Chelsea's po point of view, and, and I'm thinking with Mauricio sorry, there's going to be a learning process for his new group of players. They're winning as they're learning. Two mm. games, six points, Kind of looks good, feels good, and they're learning the, the way of the new manager. In contrast, Arsenal, two games, no points, but are still maybe looking for, for improvement. We'll talk about Arsenal in, in the second segment. So, from Chelsea's point of view, I thought for the first quarter of this game, Rob, mm. we saw exactly what Mauricio Sorry wants. We saw tempo, we saw incitive passing, we saw rhythm, we saw good runs from midfield players, and they get themselves 2-0 up, goal from Pedro 9 minutes, goal from Morata 20 minutes, and all of a sudden I think they're coasting. Then they lost a little bit of their inten intensity, lost a little bit of their focus, got pulled a little bit, and all of a sudden some of the warning signs were there, and the work that Sorry needs to do I think was evident. Yeah, I think, I think we, we obviously realise that Mauricio Sarri is very much a expansive almost total football mm. coach. We saw that at Napoli with the great work that he, he'd done there and yeah. some of the performances and some of the football was stunning. I think we realised that going from the five of the back to the four back was going to be difficult. I yeah. think we've seen challenges for Rudiger and probably more so David, David Luiz. Luiz yeah. um, there's certainly a lot of <clears throat> things to do defensively for mm. them. But as you said, for moments in the game, certainly in the first 20 minutes yeah. and for the majority of the second half, that's how Sarri wants to play. Mm. Dominating possession, Jorginho is the guy that, that's coming to this football club again f with, uh, with Sari from Napoli. And there was moments that I said <laughs> to you, him, yeah. wow, mm. now this is mm. why he's here, because yeah. he can kind of run the game, if you like, where uh -huh. he, can, he can lend the ball to other players, he gets it back, he keeps yeah. the ball moving. I thought for a period that the Chelsea zipped the ball around yeah, really, really, really nice. quickly. Yeah. Good movements for the goals and overlapping runs and getting in behind Pedro, Arsenal. Willian. 
and that's kind of what he wants. Now, mm -hmm. it's just a bit strange how he lost that, yeah. that rhythm, control, that yeah. control in the first half and Arsenal came back. Now, in terms of Chelsea's kind of setup, Rob, you know, yeah. Hazard came off the bench again to mm. great effect. Yeah. How close are we to seeing the starting lineup that we're going to see consistently uh, for Chelsea going forward? I think a week or two, uh, players coming back from, from World Cup um, duty. Kovacic came on, Rob, and was impressive as well with, with Azard. I think those two are, are going to find a way in, into the team. Probably Ross Barkley will, will come out in one position. Mm. A Willian or Pedro, you'd probably have to say Willian at the moment, although I thought he, he started the game particularly well, maybe comes out for Azard. There is the talk of the false nine, but Morata getting his goal was important. And I think uh, Sorry would like to play a centre-forward there. So I think we're two or three weeks away from what he would consider his best eleven. Mm. But, you know, winning along. And, and I quite like what's happening, Rob, with him with, with the manager who's saying, by the way, this eleven are winning games. And I know uh, Azard's come on and had two assists, but... You've got the shirt, you're in charge, you keep playing. So I think the back four of Aspeliqueta and Marcus Alonso as the mm. two four-backs yeah. and Deva Luiz and Rudiger with Kepa in goal. That's it, that's what, your five. What, yeah, I mean, that, that's your five at the back. Now, the, the midfield protection slash creative mm. part um, and the blend at the moment is N'Golo Kante to the right and it's Ross Barkley. Just a little bit on Angolo Kante, Rob, because yeah. it's a different role for him. Very this different. is this is yeah. a number eight yeah. position. So that so mm. basically means the holding player is Jorginho, which normally is Kante. And Kante now has a, a role where he can get forward, he can press higher, he can get yeah. into the, He's to an the eight box. Now, he yeah. scored last weekend, yeah. of course, for Chelsea. Do you do you like that? Are you worried about it? Is that getting the best out of Angolo Kante? His is is sorry pushing him into a spot that he's not best at because mm. he loves Jorginho in the, in the central well, hole. Well, in, in Sari's team, that guy has to be the metronome and play with a little bit more creativity probably and see a pass than Kante does. But at what Angolo Kante does, there's no one better in world football. And I, I wonder if you're getting the best from him when he can break forward. Yes, he, he's, he, he has goal chances, scored at Huddersfield, had a header today that he could have done better with and scored. But I'm not sure you're quite getting the best of him. Although on big days against probably the better opposition when they might not have possession, don't be surprised to see Conte and Jorginho sitting centrally maybe as two together, and maybe uh, cover situ or somebody in front of him. Morata scored today. Yeah. And a much-needed goal for him. Mm. I think we both... A similar opinion that we're really not sure whether he's the guy, the guy for yeah. Chelsea over a longer yeah. period of time to be that striker. Maybe, listen, maybe he is. Maybe this mm. is going to start off now and he's going to improve. His manager said that he needs to go for his confidence. Does Morata stay in the team for the next couple of months? If it, yeah, if the goals come, I think I think the manager wants him to succeed. I think he's given him every chance to succeed. I think he could have gone Giroud. He could even go as odd a false nine mm. if he wanted to. I think he'd like a, a centre-forward of that ability to be in the team. But Morata's got to deliver the goals. He's also got to nip the team up, Rob, and make sure that when the ball goes in, it stays intact and he joins in his he, midfield players. Yeah, I mean, Dries Mertens at Napoli played the false nine. And, mm. and you're right, yeah. it could be Hazard's position in the future if Morata goes off a little bit. Um, yeah, we're yet to see whether he'd prefer Giroud in that position. I just think, you know, with the, with the entertainment, the atmosphere today was really good, Rob. Chelsea, And I just excellent. wonder, by the way, just, just give us... I mean, Chelsea have been pragmatic for quite a long time, by the way. Like, like, like yeah, really a long time in terms yeah. of their, their style, their philosophy. With so Jose, you're saying Jose and, and, and Conte. Yeah, I mean, that, that, mm, I think it's a bit harsh with Conte, but... Well, mostly, he, he, there was times when, when they attacked mm. great and we enjoyed that, but, but mostly it was mm. kind of defence first. 
do you think the fans are going to enjoy this and would forgive Chelsea? Because at times, by the way, Chelsea were, were open, were, were open mm. really yeah, open. I know what you mean, yeah. Well, they, the well, they gonna, like a 3 2 rather than a 1 0. Right. Yes, but uh, against better opposition than Arsenal, maybe Arsenal's a little bit earlier in their plan at the moment. If you give those kind of chances to Manchester City, to maybe a Manchester United, to, to Liverpool and Spurs, you'll get beat. So, yes, I think they'd like to see expansive, but also there's been an art in defending that Chelsea have, have probably done better than anyone else to win titles. Yeah. I still think they, want it, they need to retain some of that. Mm. Yeah. You're not so sure? Or you... Well, I, I just think, I, th- I feel that the Chelsea fans are kind of enjoying this. I mean, I know it's very early and I mm. know, you know, a 3-0 and then a th- another goal, uh, game with three goals. I think they enjoy the possession. I think th- that they have got players there that can combine mm. and can, can... I mean, Kovacic is going to be an, a yeah. very interesting player like you. I think he'll come in to replace Barkley. And then you've got a Jorginho, Kovacic and Angola Kante. In terms of a blend of three players, that's pretty good. And, and you've got good attacking players at the club. So... They've got to make sure defensively that they figure that out a little bit in terms yeah. of the balance. But but I just got a good f- feeling and a good vibe for this new look Chelsea. What, what we've seen at Chelsea today, and, and it's two games in, so we're not going to get carried away with anything, but top four challenges, can, can, can they disrupt one yeah. of those teams ahead of them and, and get in there? They can. Because yeah. of the quality? Because of the quality. Now... Uh, I think that, that one of the tub, whether it's Spurs or whether it's uh, Manchester United, mm. that have a bit of a drop off, probably needed because I still worry. I love the football and I love kind of watching this experiment project, if you like. But, I, but the way that Arsenal got behind, I mean, they could have scored five, probably yeah. six, like really good chances for yeah, them to score. Yeah, 15 shots now, in and the game. How, is Mauricio Sarri going to really address that without stopping that flow, the football, the dominance that he wants in his teams? That's what I worry about. Mm. But, but we're going to talk about Arsenal in the next segment, Rob. But I, I just kind of liked today because I thought mm. this is what we expected from Mauricio Sarri at this football club. More football, more passing, zipping the ball around, expansive. Yeah, a little bit less secure defensively, but but I think this is what the, the ownership of this club wanted to see. Happy Robbie Musto. Yeah, Happy Chelsea fans. 3-2 win. Uh, that's two wins in two for Maurizio. Sorry, but I'm sure he was stressing to his players there's still plenty of work to do. Next up, we'll focus on Arsenal. No points so far, but no panic. In Unai, we trust. You're listening to Two Robbie's Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. Be back in a tick. We said we'd come back. And look at that. We're back. Would we ever let you down? Uh, the answer's no. We are NBC Sports Radio, where every day is game day. Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show. Now, Robbie Earl, to continue the conversation with this game, Chelsea against Arsenal, we threw it out there to the fans and basically asked fans to tweet in reasons to be cheerful for both Chelsea and Arsenal going forward. And let's start with Chelsea. And Zayn Mahmoud tweets us to say, cheerful for the Kovacic debut. 100% passing, 100% tackles won, and 100% take on completion. That's pretty good. That was for 30 minutes for Kovacic, by the way. We had a couple of responses from Benjamin Osborne. He said one of them will finish second in London behind Spurs. Got a feeling he's a Spurs fan. But he said more seriously, Morata off to a good stall, looking to fill the hole left by Diego Costa. Takes the pressure off Azard to play up front. And then on the Arsenal side of things, I had one, a good tweet from Larry Henry Jr. who says, does Emery need to make a switch at forward? Lacazette has looked a better player than Aubameyang. Yeah, we'll talk about that. And, and also a final one here from Abka. Basically say Arsenal were able to create lots of chances in front of goal. 
They would have prospered against the worst counter-attacking team. Also, two of their toughest opponents are out of the way. I guess that's one way of looking at it. But now, yeah. let's, swing, let's swing on to Arsenal side yeah. of things, Rob. Mm. And of course, they lost the game. And, you know, again, the reaction will be varied in terms of what people think in terms of positive yeah. or negative. Last weekend, when they lost to Manchester City... yeah. I didn't see anything that was particularly different or particularly encouraging mm. about Arsenal under Unai Emery, mm. who, who we've seen a lot of yep. coaching in La Liga. Today, I did. And again, it's easy to say positive things, Rob, when they win. Well, they lost, sure. and I'm still going to say positive things. And I, and I okay. think, to be fair, you know, with Arsenal, I, I'll tell it how I think it is. And I saw positive signs of organisation. I saw organised pressing, which we haven't seen for a long mm -hmm. time. I saw moments in the second half that they were defensively well-structured in a good shape. I thought wide players, Mkhitaryan and Iwobi, wherever it was, actually came back to help the fullbacks. Now, did they do a great job in this shape, some of the players? No. But are they trying to do the right thing? things is Unai Emery trying to address the problems of a of an open team that looks like conceding a lot I think they are individual errors for me Robbie was a problem today for Arsenal conceding goals not necessarily the team being mm. disconnected mm. wide open and not wanting to do the right things I saw good signs there from Arsenal so in summary more positives than negatives yes yes I mean for it's, you it's like, Maybe I'm, asking, I'm asking the question. Yeah, more no. positives and negatives for me. Okay. Apart from the fact they, they could have scored six goals. Yeah, the, the goals that they could have scored, but also, Rob, from my point of view, and, and, I, and I do get, and, and I said today, there wasn't an awful lot between the two teams today. Chelsea found a way and, and finished maybe better. Arsenal would argue had, had the better chances. But there was a period in the game when Chelsea scored and looked like they were going to pour through them. Granite Jacket. Not good enough, Rob. No. Not good enough. You know, I know Torreira's not fit and, and whatever. Not good enough. At times, the wide players. Mkhitaryan, I know you say that that's a defensive error, but, you know, it's an individual error. That's part of... Individuals are part of a team, and you've got to know your responsibility. Mkhitaryan looked at the run two or three times thinking, I don't really want to do this. I don't really want... Oh, I've got to go. But, but isn't it Mentality. More... Mentality. Okay. Mustafi, you're saying about it's, been it's an individual area. You know, shouldn't Bellerin be shouting across to him? Lee Dixon's in, in, in the commentary box saying, you've got to smell danger as defenders. And if you see a teammate, you give him a shout and you help him out. But isn't that examples of individual parts there Mkhitaryan I agree I can't, I can't yeah. disagree no, that he's running back but he doesn't really want to do the good job Emery will, should pull him after to say you're in the you're in the right starting position yeah. but you got it you got to get goal side you got to see out that run same thing with the individual parts of defensive and Mustafi and everybody else yeah. I just felt like at least they're kind of in the positions that you would expect to be to be defensive okay. as a team did they do a brilliant job? No, mm. but I think that has to be a step forward because a lot of the time Arsenal in the past haven't been anywhere near the right positions. No, but we've seen it once or twice under, under Wenger. Once it's or twice, yeah. but it didn't continue, It Rob. didn't continue, and that's what Unai Emery's biggest chance. And that's what we need chance. to see. But I, I think, Rob, look, looking today, and I looked at him today, and again, there's lots to admire about Arsenal, the, the way that they can break forward, the overlapping runs, the, the forward threat. But my kind of conclusion of what I've seen after two, two games is this might be a season-long project. This might take a lot longer than people think in terms of system and style and in terms of getting the right personnel in the holes that he Why wanted. Why should it take the whole season? Because, Are you talking be, about because learning I with this? Or is he going to get new players? Does well, he need new players I, I think it might be a combination of 
thinking about Mustafi, thinking about Mkhitaryan, is Mkhitaryan ever just going to get his head down and run in that position? Or is he always going to be that guy that, uh, I'm not sure if he's going to do that? Because if you're not sure, he's not the right guy. Mm. And, that, and that's... And changing players. Yeah. It, it's, well, that's a long... That's sometimes it doesn't happen. Sometimes there is no change. Some players are as they are. You know, you either can yeah. do things or, or you, you don't. I thought playing Mesut Ozil in the number 10 position today, centrally... <laughs> listen, he didn't play well today, but but he's in... I like that spot for him. Yeah. And that's where he wants yeah. to play as a number 10. Because he, no problem he's got that. a little bit more leeway mm. to, to do, as you just said, and not defend a lot. Now, Mkhitaryan as well doing that starts to become a problem. They've got to yeah. be more reliable on that. Let me yeah. just throw it a little bit forward. Lucas Torreira yeah. and Matteo Genduzzi like it. As, a, as a side-by-side two, mm. I thought there was freshness, yeah. something different, mm. something new. You know, busyness on the ball, confidence yeah. on the ball. They haven't been yeah. scarred by what's happened over the last flipping 10, 5, 10, 15, 20 years or whatever. I kind of like that. Yeah. And I think that will be the basis... To, for everything it else to flourish. On, yeah. I mean, like you just said it a couple of minutes ago, Rob, that some of the attacking play, the football and the yeah. chances created uh, is very, very good. I want to go back to uh, one of the tweets that we got about reasons to be cheerful. Yeah. And a listener talked about Lacazette. Lacazette, yeah. Now, let's go back to balance here. Mm. Should Lacazette play as a striker and you still want a bumming in the team, play him, play him from him the as left, left side. Left now, again, is that a little bit like Mkhitaryan that you don't, that they're not reliable defensively? No, but I, but, but I think Aubameyang can be a bigger threat going forward, a bit most salaryish from a wide position. Most does a decent job but, but, from there. Okay, so if you're not going to be that defensive on Aubameyang, mm. Ozil playing as a number 10 centrally, not that defensive, and Mkhitaryan, it's all about balance. It is about balance, but what's the worst part of Chelsea's team at the moment? Could you imagine Aubameyang coming in off the, the right-hand side against Luis and Alonso in that side, Lacazette up front? Listen, they may have to go a different way. I just feel... That you've got to get those two, find a way to get those two players in in in, in, your, in your team. It, it looks like Unai Emery likes the four two three one. Yeah, and <sighs> some tough choices. That, we talked I mean, about personnel. It and, might make sense to play three in the centre. Yeah, but then you, have, you, you don't have a ten. If you have kind of one holder and then two number eights, you, then Özil has a problem. I get this is not easy for Arsenal. No, but and that's why you, I said it might. In my opinion, it might take a season. And let, let me just throw one more into you, Rob. Aaron Ramsey started on the bench. Now, Aaron Ramsey, if he's fit, is a starter in, in any other regimes that we've had at Arsenal uh, over time. Is that a warning to Ramsey? Is, is that a shout that sign the contract or you don't play at this football club? Because that's new. That's different. Is it, is it a sign that Emery will, will be strong mm. with some players? There you go. Mesut Ozil, you know what? Come off. Yeah. And Mesut, of course, takes 15 minutes to walk <laughs> off the field and looks miserable as whatever. But I kind of like, because we didn't see that before, by the way. No. Arsene Wenger left him out there a, a lot of times. Mm. And Emery saying, listen, we've spoke, we've spoke a little bit about it. You've got to pull your weight. And to be fair, I thought he was better at, at that today. Yeah. Um, I, I, I thought there were some positives. And I've been harsh on Arsenal in the past. But we've seen little, this little, yeah, little moments of Arsenal yeah. before. Correct. Can they build on this tight defeat which could have been not a defeat and get better I think they can challenge for top four Robbie Musto yes or no yes I think they can challenge for the top four good still positive happy with Chelsea happy with Arsenal Unai Emery said it's been a process it was a pulsating London derby positives for both new managers but edged by the Blues at Stamford Bridge how about the rest of the league who's hit the ground running who's in the sinking sand we'll review match day two when we get back I'm Earl He's Musto, together with the two Robbies on NBC Sports Radio. And all we talk 
is Premier League. This is the Two Robbies Football Show. Our game never stops. We're everywhere and we're 24-7. This is NBC Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio with me, Robbie Musto, and him, Robbie Earl. Now, Rob, five other mm. games today. Let's go around the grounds a little bit. Yeah. What uh, grabbed your interest, I guess, in some other games today? Not happy hammers. Mm. West Ham United losing 2-1 at home to Bournemouth, Rob. Listen, 4-0 defeat to Liverpool opening day at Anfield. That might happen. Liverpool can open up. We know the attacking threats. But when you're at home to Bournemouth, you go 1-0 up at half-time, lose the game 2-1. This is a team in a football club, Rob, that almost feel it feels to me like they wanted to go from a relegation fight last season to, to silky, lovely football and getting into Europe. You chuck $140 million at it, you get a new manager, but there's no consistency there. And, and I look at the team that they played, Bournemouth, it's almost like West Ham could learn a lesson. Consistent manager, consistent way of playing, progression each season, and that gets you somewhere. Doesn't Mama Pellegrini just need some time, Rob? It does, Rob. There's lots but, of but, new players but, there. But the expectation at this football club, and, and we spoke to him when we were in England, and he talked about the West Ham way and all that, and I always cringe at those things. It's like, win some football games. Yeah, and also, I mean, his previous jobs, he's been at clubs that have been yeah. pretty dominant. Yeah. This is very, very different. Mm. I mean, we asked him the question when we were in the UK. Yeah. I, I asked him about, a lot of players have come in. They're all attacking players. They all want the ball. They want to possess. I'm not sure they want to defend. I asked him about his balance, and he said... We want to defend with the ball. If you have the ball, the others can't score. Well, in this division, mm. you've got to have good players to see if you can defend with the ball. And at the moment, they haven't been. But full marks to, to, to Bournemouth and Eddie yeah. Howe. Two what two. a job. Mm. Six points, two wins. Uh, they've had a brilliant start to the season. Absolutely brilliant start. And West Ham, I'm afraid, look like they're going to have a few difficult days before they get things back on track. Let's move it to, to Wembley, Rob, to, to Tottenham. For them. It hadn't been a great week for, for Spurs in the news that the, mm. the stadium's not going to be ready. Richard Pochettino had said, the only thing we can do is win our football games at the moment and help our fans in that way. They did. And guess what? The no. Prince scores in August. <laughs> All hail the Prince. Harry Kane, I know. First goal in Premier League action mm. in August, which is pretty amazing. Um, I just thought the quality came through here. We saw a brilliant free kick again from Kieran Trippier, mm. a little bit like what he did for England in the World Cup uh, semi-final. Harry Kane gets his goal, 3-1. I thought there was times in the match, they started with a different system. Elder mm. Elder Elder back, back into in. the team. Yeah. And then they switched back to the 4-4-2 diamond, which mm. I think, well, they did start last weekend. I just think they're a bit of a funny team, Spurs, Rob, for me. They, they, have, moment, they have periods where... They actually don't look very good or very driven or mm. very energetic. And then they just turn on for a little yeah. bit. A little bit of quality wins the game. I mean, Fulham had, had moments. I, I think they're going to be very much a work in progress. I mean, seven out of the 11 players are new, new players. For this yeah. season. That's going to take some time. That's going to take some time. But full marks for Spurs, 3 1 uh, victory. And uh, they continue on a good, with a good start. Absolutely. Opening day t today, Rob, was Cardiff in Newcastle. We knew this one wasn't probably going to contain too many goals. Plenty of incidents, certainly. Um, Kennedy at the centre of most things. We feel probably retrospective action that he, he may well get a red card for a kick out on, a, on something that the yeah. referee didn't see. Mm -hmm. And then, Rob, in the last minute of the game, has a chance to take all three points to, to Newcastle. And Neil Etheridge came up with, with a brilliant save. Mm -hmm. How did you read this one? Is, is, does a, is a point kind of disappointing for both teams? Where did you see from Cardiff and Neil Warnock? Well, I think it, it confirms it's going to be a struggle. I mean, mm. that, that's for both a, these teams. Yeah, Newcastle aren't, aren't anywhere near one of the strongest teams. Um, 
and yet they have a man advantage for what 25 30 minutes of the game um you know they're at home they have mm. the euphoria the excitement of being back in the premier league and they're not using it to get three points how many times have we said that often yeah. the promoted teams start yeah. really strongly and then struggle to keep it going well this is a bad start for neil warnock and we yeah. always question whether there was enough premier league quality in the squad is there 10 wins in that well. team that's the question mm. and I'm saying no there's not 10 wins in that team given what we've seen in the couple of I know, I know it's early yeah. but the, 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 they should do better um, than, than that against Newcastle let's move to uh, Goodison Park Marco Silva starting a bit of a, of a revolution there mm. 52.5 million dollars for Richarlison snip Snip. Third goal of the season for, yeah. for the big Brazilian coming yeah. in on the far post. Yeah. And there's, there's, there's no doubt in Marco Silva can push those buttons. He can. And I think what we've seen over recent years is wide players scoring goals. And Richarlison is another one of those. He's a big guy, attacks the ball really well. And he doesn't just stay on the left-hand side when the ball's on the right. Mm. He gets himself in the centre. It's a really good header again. I think it's important for Theo Walcott, Rob, to, yeah. to score and be goal involved and, and an today, assist. Yeah. Because him, Sigurdsson and Richarlison in behind mm. Cenk Tosin, who I'm not sure about, mm. is pretty exciting for everyone. Everton. So they're, they're going to be pretty encouraged. Marco Silva, lots of talk about him yep. and how good a coach he is. We're going to find out this season. Um, but again, good start, good win today against Southampton. Bit of pressure off Claude Puel. Got uh, a victory with, with a young uh, Leicester team again. First one was an own goal for, by Doherty. Second one was a deflected shot by yeah. James Madison. But yeah. I'm pleased for, for Claude Puel because he, he looks like he's giving youth a chance. Yeah, he is. I mean, Wilfred Ndidi we know about is a, is a good midfield player. Mm. Damari Gray seeing more time now. James Madison mm. is the player that impressed us last yep. weekend in the UK watching this game. Um, he gets his goal. A little bit of luck with a deflection. Um, it's just a Jamie Vardy challenge that, 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 that's disturbing yeah. for me, Rob, because I think we know he's got a bit of a... He's got fire on his belly and he's got a snap in him. He's got an, ang an, an angry yeah. snap. We saw that today with a really nasty yeah. challenge of winning the ball it, and following through with his studs up the, the shins of the opponent player today. That was a bad challenge. Yeah, and they're going to miss him for three games and they need his goal, they need his energy, they need, they need his little bit of, of indifference, but... I suppose Ian Acho gets a chance now to, to stake his claim back back into the team. Yeah, absolutely does. I mean, uh, Ian Acho, you look at the bench, what they had today. Uh, Rakid Gazelle as well, this uh, Algerian winger that we haven't mm. seen too much. I'm yeah. excited to see him. But I'm, I'm pleased for Pua because there has yeah. been like crazy pressure on this guy already. And I like I liked it what I saw at, uh, at Old Trafford next weekend. And this is a good result for him. Yeah, and, and a little bit of a, a, just a, a calming down at Wolves, I think. Maybe one or two people in that area getting a little bit carried away that, you know, Talking about eighth in the league. Yeah. This is the Premier League. Yeah. Get your foot in, get a good position and start to build yeah. from there. I mean, there's no question there's some good footballers there. No question about that. And we know this system will remain the same throughout the season. Uh, Martinho hit the bar today. Uh, I think somebody else, it was Jimenez, that hit the post as well with a shot. So mm. th I, th I think they're going to be okay. Yeah. But you're right. Reality is mm. Premier League is a very different level and they've got to get used to it. Yep, that wraps up match day two. Now we're going to pre preview a Sunday fun day. See the two Manchester Giants look to make it six points from their two games. But the past weeks had some drama behind the scenes for two star players. We'll be see who's asking all the questions and we'll give you the answers when we return. This is Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. We're back in the mouth. Take NBC Sports Radio with you on the go with our app. And that's all I have to say about that. Welcome back to Two Robbies Football Show. Now, Rob, there's four more games in the Premier League this weekend. On Monday, Crystal Palace hosts Liverpool. Uh, and tomorrow, Sunday, Burnley play Watford at home. But it's the Manchester teams that we want to talk mm. about now. And two games tomorrow involving those. Brighton hosts Manchester United. Now, yeah. 
It's been fascinating over the last few weeks to see the interaction or to read the interaction between Paul Pogba yeah. and his manager, uh, Jose Mourinho, and there's been lots said uh, about it. Now, let's get Jose Mourinho's latest thoughts uh, on his relationship with Paul Pogba. I've never been so happy with him as I am now. He's very polite. He's very educated. He never had a fight with, with me. Everything is respected. I have no problems at all. Hmm. Jose Mourinho, no problems at all. Let me tell you, Robin, in the time that I can remember him being, certainly in English football, and, and you might think about some of the teams in Europe, it's the first recollection I can have of Jose Mourinho publicly making, taking a backward step with a player. Now, could be for a number of reasons. Could be great management by Mourinho. It could be Mourinho saying to Pogba, OK, here's your platform, go and show us how good you are. It could be somebody at the football club, and, and I wouldn't put this past Manchester United because I think they're a class organisation. Somebody getting the two of them in a the room and saying, by the way, you two, the two highest profile players at our football club, you need to sort this house and get on. This is not a good image for this football club, and this isn't necessarily winning as any more fans. So maybe somewhere between all of them is the truth, but it's definitely a different stance by, Pogba, by the manager on Paul Pogba. It's different, and I actually think it's clever. Mm. Because, as you hinted there, I'm more of the opinion of, listen, let's, let's publicly put this to bed. Yeah. I really like what you're doing right now, and I know that you've been frustrated with the way that maybe I, I've treated you last season, etc., yeah. with dropping him and, and pulling him off the field and putting mm. him on the bench. Okay, right, well, I, I, I think you're doing great. So it's up to you now. I think he's just, he's just thrown the ball in his court to say, okay, I have no problems, you're doing great, Keep it going. Because if you don't, mm. then don't start talking about relationships. Because mm. I've said, you know, mm. that, that you're great and you're intelligent and I have no problems with you. You've got to go and do it. And I kind of get it and I kind of like it. Because mm. just following on, Rob, quickly, where yeah. you say that maybe he's submissive to Pogba now. Or he's, he, he's a little a bit... Slight he's, power he's shift and that might have gone. Yeah. I, I think that, that that's, that's a, a risky situation for both parties. Because... I think Paul Pogba has a responsibility now to, to perform mm. every single week. Yeah. And if he doesn't, mm. um, I think people will start to, to look at him again. I, I just don't want him, Pogba, or he shouldn't take this little bit of concession Mourinho to, no. to, to, to stand off it or to not play as well as he should do because he's a top player mm. and now it's up to him, by the way. It's up to him to perform. Absolutely. And I think you, you make a really good point, my I suppose the counter-argument, Rob, and, and the things that I'm, I'm looking at and, and trying to second-guess is, why would Paul Pogba, in a week when he was given the captaincy, he scores a goal, the team wins, start off well, does he come out with a group of journalists and say, I can't say the things I really think or I'd be fine? That's provocative. Mm. And I just wonder if Paul Pogba feels, hold on, I'm sort of in charge now. I'm the the, the the bigger one. And I'm just going to let people know that me and the manager don't get on. Again, I don't like it if, if that's why he's doing it. I don't think it helps the football club. But it's just going to be interesting. Now, just Paul Pogba get his head down. He's captain of Manchester United Football Club by Antonio Valencia's out. Get on, score goals, show us what you can do and be that player. Or... Does him and maybe his agent... Still think he can get away? Does he still think he can get away? Is he still prodding? Is, wow. is he still prodding? I think he's prodding a little bit, but he has said things like, you know what, it doesn't matter what's going on, I'm mm. going to do my job for Manchester United. Yeah. So in a team that started 
Well, they won the mm. first game on last Friday against Leicester 2-1. They're away from home. We'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll, see, we'll, we'll see. We'll see over we? the next few weeks whether well. he's on board and whether this team, which I feel has to develop and improve, does so over the we'll, next We'll few see weeks. tomorrow, Rob, because body language in that game yeah. tells you everything. They play Brighton tomorrow. We'll see if Paul Pog was really at it, pushing his men Do you forward. think they will be? Looking. Do they win tomorrow at Huddersfield? Yeah, at Brighton. Sorry, at Brighton? Yeah, I think they win. Yeah, I think they, they go there and win. Brighton have had a little bit of a difficult start. I think they go there and pose themselves and, and win the game. Now, we had the pleasure of sitting mm. alongside Pep Guardiola last week on a Premier League launch kind of afternoon with broadcasters, and we didn't have any cameras in it. We no. just wanted to sit down and get into the head of Pep and with his philosophy. Yeah. And they play, sorry, they play Huddersfield at home tomorrow. Yeah, right. But I think it's important that we tell listeners what that was like. Mm. Um, how much fun was it? It was something like you, you, you've never really experienced in football. The, the, ex, the excitement of a guy who's won as much as he's won, who's been with such big players, is so infect, infectious, Rob. It, it, was, it was unreal, to, to be honest. And you can see why players play for him. You can see why players are enamoured by him. Um, he had us, us sitting on the edge of his seat with his love of football, his desire of tactics, mm. the way he wants to play, the, the demands he puts on the players, the demands he puts on himself. Mm. It, it was just eye-opening. I, I don't think in football I've ever met somebody of that. Per- the only person who comes close, and it's really interesting, was the 2004 edition of Jose Mourinho who came to Chelsea who was spellbounding. Mm, yeah. Uh, the biggest takeaway for me um, is when I asked him about his systems mm. and when and why he changes them. And his answer was, was pretty amazing. He, he basically says he'll tweak his tactics, his starting lineup, mm. or after five minutes, ten minutes, or halftime, at any point in the game, to gain an advantage, mostly in terms of numbers up. Yeah. Or to use the space that he wants. That space might be on the outside, so he sets his team up for his for, for players to be in those areas. It might be on the inside. That might involve one wing back and, and not yeah. one on the other side. He totally adjusts. Yeah. And and that's not easy to do. It's it seemed like he's got this giant blimmin' algorithm yeah, in, in his, his head, head. Yeah. and he's like, Oh, they're doing four, two, three, one, Correct. and the full back on that side staying there, Absolutely. and the other one's going forward. Okay, then we do this. X, yeah. Y, and Z. And then yeah. something else, oh, that, well, that's three at the back, so we do this to give them a problem in midfield. It was, it was astonishing. Uh, and, and that was like, wow. I mean, he spoke so quickly, Rob, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, it was... Like, like with his passion and with the thought process going in his mind. Almost like brilliant. everything was easy, wasn't it? It's easy, don't you understand? We yeah. get an excellent number here. We break through the, the, the first line of defence. We move teams from side to side. We make the opportunity and go forward. Just want to make the, take it a little bit more current, Rob, because Kevin De Bruyne this week's uh, missing. With, with, uh, he's, he's got a knee injury. Could be out for up to three months. Just on the basis of what we know and spending that little bit of time with Pep, there's no way any negativity is going to go into that dressing room, is there? Because he'll be talking about other people who say, we can't win the title now. Mm. He'll put demand that those, this team don't allow, don't allow anything to, to get to them about not winning titles. And to be fair... It's got every right because yeah. they've got a lot of good players in there, Rob. David Silva's going to come back, we think, mm-hmm. is available to play. Bernardo Silva, for me, is going to be a star and he's looking like a star player. Gundogan can play in there as well. So 
apart from the attacking options they've got. So, of course, he's going to be a blow. Of course, they're not the same without him. But for a period of, of two, to, two to three months, I think they're going to be absolutely fine. And for me, it doesn't change my thought that City are going to regain the title. No, I, I totally agree. I think that, that this is about a collective. He's got interchangeable positions. He could even change the system, the way they play. I just think that, listen, they, they had Benjamin Mendy out for, for long periods last season. They plug a centre midfield player at left back, Fabian Delph, who ends up going to England. This guy isn't going to allow one player to, to upset yeah, and the Riyad Mahrez mm. coming in the right-hand side yeah. means that Bernardo Silva can play elsewhere. That kind of works out. Given what the situation is with, with, the, with De Bruyne, it's a great squad and they're going to continue to win a lot of matches this season. Absolutely. Kevin De Bruyne, Pep Guardiola, Jose Mourinho, Paul Pogba, massive stars in the Premier League. That's why we love it. Just time for Tweet of the Day. That goes to Benjamin Osborne. I'm assuming he's a Tottenham fan who said that both Chelsea and Arsenal finished below Spurs and that Alvaro Morata scoring is a good thing though they don't need to play Eddie Nazard up front. So, Benjamin, please make sure you direct message your address and we'll get a two-robbie score from the post in the next couple of days. So, on a manic match day two, you can keep your World Cups. Nothing quite delivers like the Premier League. Remember, for more debate, discussion and disagreements, make sure you subscribe to Apple Podcasts to download the Two Robbies show. And if you like what you hear, please review the show and let us know. And finally, for me, thanks to all the good folks at Culver City. You do a fantastic job. Yeah, it's good to be back, my friend. And thanks, for everybody, for listening to the show and letting us know your thoughts and opinions through social media. Watch out for a Two Robbies podcast reacting to the Sunday and Monday games uh, in the following few days. And we'll be back, same time, same place, for another two Robbie's football show. So until then, it's good night from me. And good night from him. Good, good night. night. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.